Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I wish I had more money. Flapjack! And I wish I had a better job. (laughs) Fawn. Well, I hope you enjoy this job. I don't know. Do you view this as a job, doing podcasting? I mean, like, it is a job, but, like... It's not a full-time job. Right. Not in the sense of like, it's not my night. It's not what's paying my bills. Fair. Oh, that's the truth. <laughs> like, at this point, drag doesn't pay bills. Drag mm. pays for drag. Okay. We are going to release a drag life balance episode. So I feel like we just need to pivot. But I don't know. For me, I feel like the, this partic- like this project, like the podcast project we took on has been just a really great way to... Like build on a friendship, you know. I mean, same. So I, I, that doesn't mean it's not work, but it doesn't necessarily right. feel like a job. Mm-hmm. It technically is a job. Yeah, I like we have responsibilities, but yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways, I like you, Fawn. So I'm glad that we're doing this. I didn't, I did not know that we were going to talk about this in the beginning <laughs> of the episode. But <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, hello everyone. We are excited this week to be reviewing episode three of Camp Wanakiki. The episode is pride but first before we get into that we just wanted to share with you all some updates about flapping and fawning yes first of all while we're doing camp on a kiki um you know we have some programming notes that we want to share yes we will be doing two episodes a week during camp we will be covering camp as one of the episodes our other episode will be a regular podcast episode, as we have been doing since we finished Drag Race. Yes. This way, no matter what, you're still getting your daily, your daily, your weekly dose of flapping and, and fawning. And we, you're also getting to hear us talk about the amazing Flapjack and the rest of the cast on <laughs> Camp Wanna Kiki. Thank you. Speaking of the amazing cast, this weekend I got to reunite with Coco Chanel and Deja Delatero, who are also that. on my season. It was so fun. I drove to Toledo, Ohio. Bless your heart. Yeah, thank you. Bless, bless my heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the loser uh, button. That. I need to make <laughs> these buttons bigger or something because I always press way too many. Um. Anyways, yeah. No, I felt a bit like a loser driving up and driving <laughs> back by myself, but it was fine. I had a really great time g- being there, though. Like the, the drive was fine, but um. Yeah, I got to work at Deja's Club, George's Four One Nine, I think is what it's called, and they ate up everything camp like they have loved camp on people were coming up and were talking cute. to me it was so fun and no, they hadn't seen my big titties yet so oh. yeah i got to bring those with me that was one of the perks of driving that's what partially why i decided to drive and not fly because i wanted to bring it just doubled your tits. gas it did <laughs> yeah i know my gas mileage was horrible because of those things they they weigh so much um but fortunately i have a good chiropractor um but yeah, I got to work with them. I got to work at Hamburger Mary's on the, the day after that and got to meet a lot of folks. So that, that was just really, really cool. Have you been to Hamburger Mary's I before? I was literally about to say that I've never been to a Hamburger <gasps> Mary's. I've always Blasphemy. wanted to go to a Hamburger Mary's. Hamburger Mary's is amazing. You've got to go. And honestly, well, I You can't love the blame food. me for not going when I've never really been anywhere that has one. Well, we, could, we should go to Orlando together. We, let's go take a trip. Let's go see my ma. Okay. You know, and we'll go down and we can go to the one in Clearwater. They have like, you're familiar with Trixie Deluxe, right? Vaguely. <gasps> oh my God. Trixie Deluxe is an icon and she hosts the shows down there. 
She's she's that one that was on Drag Race, right? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but she's just like campy, 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 campy. Loves Disney stuff, and uh But the thing about Hamburger Mary's, I forgot. Like, I, I got some food to go because as soon as I finished that gig on Sunday, I drove, started driving home. They have amazing food. Like their burger is it's literally so juicy and delicious. I just I took a bite and said, "Excuse me, bitch." Oh, it was amazing. I mean, what I'm about to say might be blasphemous, but oh, like, no. do they have something that's like not a burger? Do they? Ha- I yeah, know the yeah burgers. Are you in a vegetarian? Name. No, I just don't like burgers. Oh, ground beef is not my favorite thing in the world. They they do have things that aren't burgers. Even if they had burgers that were not ground beef burgers, I would be down. Um, they ha- I mean I, they have a lot of different burger options, obviously, but like the. They, they're famous for some other things like i mean their fries were delicious when i was there chicken tendies they have they definitely have chicken tenders um they do some nachos they do uh there was something i had there that like really surprised me that they did um maybe it was like jalapeno poppers or something jalapeno poppers but it, it, yeah have they, you they seen have lots of options this is gonna be a off topic have you seen the um what's her name fortune feemster as darlene witherspoon world champion coder shooter no (laughs) i have no idea what that is that was my (laughs) introduction to dark to fortune Fortune feemster i forgot (laughs) i might have been like in college i need you to say that again darlene witherspoon world champion ping pong coder shooter okay work um, I love Fortune Feemster, but no, I have I'm not familiar with. That. I need to send you that video, please. It's iconic. She oh. works. She's a Hooters waitress. <laughs> oh my god, she loves finger foods <laughs> and jalapeno poppers. Oh my god, you can relate to the second half of that. Yeah, poppers. Um, yeah, for and I, fingers. My favorite thing that Fortune Feemster, like in her stand up, um, the thing where she's like. I, I I liked it because I related to it. The one where she's like, "Yeah, my mom calls me all the time, but she she always just calls me acting really excited, but it just brings the mood down." She's like, um, "Do you remember Ashley Johnson, who you went to high school with?" I'm like, "No, mom, I don't remember." Oh, come on, Ashley Johnson, who you went to high school with? You went to preschool with her, and you pl- used to play with her little brother in the second grade. Oh yeah, very mom. southern mom. It, right. Oh yeah, mom. I think I, I think I am. Um, I, I think I do remember who that is. Well, she's dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Literally, it's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> right. I feel like that's a conversation I've had with my mom at least once a week. Yeah, I, it's like my mom does that sometimes, and she'll be like talking about somebody, <laughs> and I'm like, who is that? Yeah, I have no idea. And then there, she's like, oh. You don't remember? Well, they're dead. Well, <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit. Or it's like they had their arm amputated or something horrible. Uh, like, because I'll just be like, who was that? <laughs> but they get you. They get you to care just enough. Yeah, you know, <laughs> to be like, oh, oh my god, why did you even tell me? Right. Um. Yeah. Well. Okay. So I also wanted to talk about something that has kind of been a big deal with my viewing parties for Camp Wanakiki, and that was the unfortunate incident that happened a couple of weekends ago at the Quest Club. Um, when there was something that happened where there was an incident with gun violence and one, one person was injured and another person actually died um, yeah. on uh, a couple of Sundays ago with the Quest Club. And so now 
<laughs> not, not to give that hard shift and bring the mood mm. down like I was just talking about, but like the, I just wanted to share that, you know, I, I think the quest is taking a lot of steps to remedy that. I wish that there were additional steps that were being taken, um, but I wanted to notify everyone, please come out to the Camp Wanakiki viewing parties. Like we're still having a great time. We're, we're it's a safe environment. Um, people are being checked at the door for metal detectors. Backpacks are not um, allowed and purses are also iffy so just yeah they've got to be prepared for that no purses and no backpacks and also want to leave the viewing party you're not allowed to re-enter oh i didn't know that yeah was that that was something that happened on thursday um mark was going to go out to their car to get some cash out of their car to tip and um as soon as they stepped out the door they were like are you are you leaving and they were like no i'm gonna come back in and they're like it's no re-entry so they couldn't go out to their car. Okay, that is... I had no idea that happened. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's news to me. Um, <sighs> and like the no purse thing, like I get the no purse thing, but like... But also I don't. Like uh, that is... Uh, that people need to be able to have like certain supplies, especially if, if they're a person who menstruates. Like I get the concept of like, oh, you can't put a gun in a purse if you don't have the purse. But also pockets mm-hmm. are still a thing and without a purse you're restricting people that aren't wearing male t- typically male clothing that don't have larger pockets like for ex- for instance like both of us were going out this weekend and we actually ended up going to the quest we ended up going to Alice to see the Caritas pageant and then to the quest and also and congrats we wearing, to Cam Cam and Ivy for yes, winning the Caritas pageant. It was a great pageant. Uh, it was so a proud of that. pageant. Um, but it's just like one of those things. We were both wearing skirts mm-hmm. and like we were like dressed cute. But I had brought shorts just to be on the safe side because I knew the purse thing at the quest. And like it just sucks. Yeah. Because like. I was like very comfortable in what I was wearing. Mm-hmm. Also, like when I say that, I mean like not just like it was a comfortable thing to wear. Like it was like gender euphoria. Yeah. Um. So it just sucks because and then you also like on not as shallow of a note, the people like you said who menstruate that need those hygiene products. What if they don't have anywhere to put them? But like, also, also, I don't think it's a a shallow thing to mention that you know it's what makes you more comfortable to wear. I mean, like, if that if that's how you to sure. like actual yeah i needs mean like that i think like, it is a need honestly I like mean, i'm willing to die on that hill like the the fact that as as a queer serving bar we need to be queer friendly and be yeah. able to be considered uh, be considerate of how we can be inclusive and so i i hate dress codes like that is something i i personally really really despise um and so when the conversations were happening about that that was something that i tried to express in like the group yeah. chats like hey we need to make sure that what whatever dress code is being implemented is something that is inclusive to the to everyone who wants to come to this bar right. um i think there are better ways to protect the patrons of a bar than to restrict already marginalized yeah. individuals on what they can wear yeah um so yeah, I I'm hoping that because it's like I we can do better with appreciate that. that an effort is being made. Mm-hmm. I just think there is a better solution than the one at hand. And to be honest, in Birmingham in general, I don't see a lot of what I see at other 
bars in other cities that I have been to. Right. Like when I lived in Austin, I remember going through a metal detector when I would go like, like not, not one where someone would wave a wand and they could pick and choose who they wanted to wave. It's like there were actual metal detect metal detectors. You had to walk through. There was someone who looked in your bag and then you could go in and you were fine. Even when I, when we went Saturday and I'm not trying to put people on blast, even when we went Saturday, we didn't get, the wand Wanded. ran over us. So it's just like you're picking and choosing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously I've still been a patron there, but it's just like, I think there are things that could be done better. Yeah, I agree. But and it's I, also like, I don't work there and they're not going to listen to me. I think it's one thing to put like a bar on or, or anything on blast versus like acknowledging a certain area of growth. Yeah. Um, and for me, that is that is definitely an area of growth. I think we need to make sure that people feel safe and secure because this isn't the first time something like that has happened right. at the Quest Club or yeah. any bar in downtown Birmingham. Right. Um, Just in Birmingham, like in, in that general. general area of Birmingham in general. Right. So I, I just wanted to share that because I want we are going to continue to have the viewing parties for the remainder of the season. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a blast. I just wanted people to know um, to... Be aware of that potentially drain, uh, changing dress codes as the weeks go on to try to be flexible with that to the best of you can. But I'd also still appreciate you coming out and being supportive. And um, speaking the of the viewing party this week, you will have Reese Cox. Yes. We're so excited to have Reese. Yeah, I'm excited to have Reese. I think it's going to be a great time. I loved having Twat. Um, oh, my God. People were obsessed with Twat's yes. props, like the giant uh, the marshmallows. marshmallows. Oh. The marshmallows were fantastic. They were. Ah, oh my god! It was it was one of my favorite viewing parties so far, um, and the episode was great. And I, I, it's y'all. If you're not coming out to the viewing parties at the Quest Club, I really think that we're doing it extremely well. And I don't know of any other viewing party that's doing everything we're doing. I mean, we've right. got the drag show in the costume from the episode. We've got special guests. We've got um, giveaways. You get a Q&A so you can get some behind the scenes tea that you can't always hear on the podcast. Especially so. if you're in Birmingham, literally nowhere else is doing it. Right? It Come on. Come on out. Come see us. In the South, actually, no I'm one a, else is doing it. Actually, I'm about to um, start a rival camp viewing party. What? Camp Hudaho viewing party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen at the underpass across from um the seventh place whatever it's called it's gonna happen in the dumpster of the arby's parking <laughs> lot <laughs> no parking <laughs> is available um okay well are you ready to get into this week's episode well that was let's get this roast to cooking work thank you <laughs> thank you farrah fawn um all right. Farrah well, Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Oh, speaking of which, we have a new fawn button. I asked, or you asked, actually no one asked, and I delivered on the fawn button. So you will now be hearing. Oh, yes. The beautiful sounds of fawn's voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when we'll, when we'll use that sound. but I'm sure there will be plenty of ample opportunities. Oh, yes, we will. Okay, well, why don't we take a break and then get back into it. And we are back. Hi, horse. Okay, so this week, I was petrified. Literally so scared. After episode two, you know, like, the competition starts really narrowing down and I, I don't know. You, you're just like, oh my god, who is going to go next? Um, and so I, I, 
I was not feeling the best when we were filming this episode. Um, so I feel like I, I might have uh, might have appeared a little off, but anyways, we'll talk about it as we get to it. But the episode starts. No, that's Coco Chanel. Who would want to top Coco? Because she's spraying the off spray at the bugs. She was she's feeling the one that's off. off. Okay, that was a stretch, Mama. <laughs> I was like, "What?" I did not understand. <laughs> no, but you're right. That makes sense. She just wants to protect that. It was a well thought joke that was a little too well thought it it was very well thought out um congratulations <laughs> very proud very proud i well, used my two brain cells <laughs> well we start this episode with two more brain cells um betty apple brown betty and cherry pie sugar maker is it two or is it about they, they share one uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm kidding um yes the sh- it starts with the sugar bakers and they are talking about how proud they are of all of us campers and they're coloring in drawings of y'all's faces oh i'm actually so glad you said that that is actually a coloring book that you can buy on the camp wanakiki website and it was made by shanid the skig wow i know isn't that so cool that's impressive. I know. She made this whole coloring book and it has all the season three campers and the cast and all that cool stuff. So yeah, go get that and then get your flapjack t-shirt too. I'm going to buy one just so I can light the flapjack page on fire. <laughs> please, please. Well, it's got season three, not season four. Oh, season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh. you, you have all kinds of amazing celebrities such as Geneva Convention. I love her. Bulimian Rhapsody. I also love her. And America Powers. And her. Rhett Corvette. And him. Vivian Vendetta Sinclair. And I got to her. work with her drag mom this weekend. at yeah. Hamburg. That was it was very interesting because her drag mom actually reminded me a lot of my drag mom. Anyways, that is not what we're talking about today. We are talking about Camp Kiki episode three. And at the beginning of this episode, the sugar bakers are talking about um, how we're all so diverse and, it, you know, we fill in all the different colors like the rainbow, which hints at this week's talent show. And we get a cameo from the one, the only straight drag queen, Madeline Morphosis. Madeline. I'm just glad we finally got this kind of representation on camp because it is the one thing we have been lacking. We we have been lacking a straight (laughs) drag queen. I was actually really excited to see her. I I it was unexpected. It was (laughs) yes that part. Um, It was unexpected, but I don't know. It was pretty cool. Like she's kind of an icon after season fourteen. Like I mean, I've followed Maddie for a very long time. Oh really? Yeah. Like. I've followed her quite a while, like way before Drag Race. Did not know she was straight until Drag Race, so that was fun. <laughs> Unfollowed immediately after learning the blocked. <laughs> um, <laughs> not really. I love Maddie. She's got some like really fierce drag. It wasn't the best for Drag Race, mm. or she needs a little more. Maybe she was on the wrong show. Yeah, you know, she really think, her camp a lot. Like I really think she would have been great on camp. She's very funny. Cause I, she at one point did this whole line of like crocheted looks. Oh yes, I've seen. There this. was a whole series that she did at one point, mm-hmm. of multiple of them, and they were all so good. And her little KFC that she does, the Colonel. Yes, iconic. Well, the the KFC one. She also has another one that she does with the mustache. Um, it's like a country. Uh, I think it was for like a swerves and curves oh, runway. T- yeah, Do you the, know what the chaps pink? runway. The chaps runway. That's what it was. It's it's very cute. Um. Anyways, we get to see Maddie, and she is in the Camp Wanakiki universe, the 
director of the community playhouse and she shares with us that the entire set was destroyed after last night's Miss Hudaho pageant because the winner of last year said that her year supply of Twinkies only lasted for a month. Um, deep fried Twinkies, not just regular fr- Twinkies. <laughs> I just want to know who wrote that <laughs> because that's, I think it's pretty funny, but it, yeah. it sort of sounds like a Maddie Morphosis joke, honestly. Um, were there, was there anything that stuck out to you from her cameo? Um, I was wondering what the point was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the point was, it was alluding to what our daily camp challenge was like to do a, like we were building a set, you know, we like kind of created a play. Did y'all really build the set or did y'all just make the puppets? Well, one team built a set. They built a backdrop. My team did not. Well, but we'll get, we'll get into that. I mean, it just didn't make sense. I feel like it could have <laughs> been tied in better to what the daily camp mm. activity was. Than just being like, hey, I need your campers to build me a whole new set. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I, I, I could see that. It um, was a loose yeah. relation. A, l- a little loose. I, I don't know. Kind of like Do my we... whole. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, work. <laughs> Well, I liked I liked some of the things she said. Like she was like, "I wish I could say that you were the best, but oh, the yeah. best I can say is that you were available." And yeah. um, if we can't rely on our allies, who can we rely on? Yeah, so. that was that was honestly. If we can't rely on our ally, that was my favorite part. Yes. So thanks, thanks, Maddie, for being that representation we oh so desperately needed. Um, next, we see two puppets with hands up their asses. Um, Ruthie and Eddie Danger, <laughs> as, as we saw, as we met little Ruthette and Danger Cub. So little Ruthette says that the campers will be creating a pride themed puppet show for the daily camp activity. What Look, did you think of this? I just want to know what um, Ranger Danger is doing under the table. <laughs> I'd be wanting to sit over there on the end next to him. I know. I couldn't see. You know, we actually didn't know that they were under there. Really? We had no idea. We thought it was the puppets talking to us. So, like, nobody had anything, no mysterious hands drifting? Nope. Nope. None at all. The the puppets, it was such professional puppeteering. It truly looked like an illusion that was just at a level of a masterpiece that um, is beyond any of our comprehension. Because when they stand up from the table and we all act surprised that... It wasn't acting. It wasn't acting. We had no idea that they were under the table. Um, so yeah honestly i thought that was really funny like how we were all like oh my god you were under the table it was cute i enjoyed it um, that was like yeah i no shade enjoyed <laughs> that better than the little entry skit this week right it was it was really good it was fun and like ruthie just really knows how to like banter mm-hmm. and like keep she knows how to keep energy up yep rather than just like keeping it stagnant she knows how to amp it up. And that's the name of the game, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I really loved this. I love getting to see... It kind of reminds me of... You know when... Um, you remember... What was it? Timmy, Turner, and Jimmy had like a power hour crossover. The Jimmy, Timmy power hour. There yes. was three of them. Yes. You know, like I was always so excited as a kid I to see... I watched them not long ago on Paramount Plus. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they're available on there? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Um... Well, like, I, I always loved getting to see, like, the different art 
like the different art style. Oh yeah, you know? and seeing them translate to the other one and seeing how wild some of them look in the other yes. art style, but some <laughs> of them look so natural. Right. It, I don't know. It kind of felt that way for me with this puppet thing. Like I just wanted to see everyone's puppet of themselves. Yeah. Um, and especially when we get to see the, sh- see the sugar bakers later on, like I had not seen that until we watched the episode. So I really enjoyed getting to see that. Um, anyways, Ruthie share- says that Clinica and Hillary will get to choose the teams. Um, for this challenge because they were in the top last week. Um, yeah. And we find out that Clinica is going to have Coleslaw, Deja and myself on their team. And Hillary chose Lily, Coco and Pola. Um, who would you have wanted on your team? Um, I would have wanted Lily. Mm. I would have wanted... Deja. No, I would have wanted Coco. I would have really wanted Coco. Oh. Because she's like, I love Coco. I, yeah, I love Coco. I have too. a really soft spot for Coco. Because mm. she, like, I feel like my and her humor can relate. Yeah. And I also feel like mine and Lily's humor could relate. So I'd want people that I could, like, get along with humor wise. Totally. And it's four people on a team. Mm hmm. I would also want coleslaw wow so even fawn did not choose me god what then, is it about me and then i would <laughs> <laughs> oh wait <laughs> no one wants me on the puppet team <laughs> my math was not mathing in my head no, i thought i still had one more person because i was gonna say you but i was like intentionally oh, saving it for last just to like <laughs> be a shady bitch um but yeah i definitely would want you on my team oh like, thank hands you down no hands um, up in this case. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was this was a lot, Robin. Uh, I like don't understand why nobody picked you. Well, I okay. So Hillary talked about it on the on her YouTube series Camp Expectations. Um, and again, again, this is no hate to anyone. Like for like the way they chose, like it. I the Clinica and Hillary. I think they were honestly shocked that this was how things shook out because we have never in the history of camp Wanakiki had something like this, uh, where someone got like where, where the, we had team captains and you yeah. had to pick where someone gets picked last. I mean, it makes and you have for to deal with TV. that dynamic. It does. It does. Um, but it also makes for some like complexes sometimes. Totally for, and for me, honestly, this, this did really get me in my head. Um, cause I, I started wondering what is it that everyone's seeing about me? that makes me feel like the makes me seem like the weakest link like i don't don't understand which is easy to do and i can't say that i wouldn't be the same way Mm -hmm. because i don't know until i'm in that situation right um so i can't like say oh that's how i would act because no these are pressure cookers that you're put in you're not in your with your normal coping mechanism so you don't know right um but it's also easy to put be like oh what is it about me instead of realizing Oh, everybody here is just good and we all have different mm-hmm. strengths. That's so true. And and I agree. I think that well, anyways, Hil- in in Hillary's camp expectations video, one of the things that she mentioned was she just went with who she felt would be the most easygoing. And I was like, "You know what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm very intense." Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, so I got that. And also like 
it, when you think about what Hillary has seen from me at this point, she met me at the airport when my luggage got lost. Oh, and then fair. I was begging for people for makeup from people. Right. I w- had the hair fiasco in episode one. And so I was just having a meltdown all the time. <laughs> and yeah, I get it. Like, okay, yeah. she, maybe she's going to be a diva. Um, so honestly, I, I understood. And I'm not in every episode. I know I cry in the rec room. You didn't cry this episode. I didn't. I felt good. (laughs) I just didn't say anything because I was terrified. Um, But the I'm trying to think if there's anything else I forgot to say about this. Um, Oh, yeah. No, I was actually kind of surprised when I was there that no one chose me because this is what I had been doing for yeah. a year and a half. Like the pandemic had been going on. Did they know that though? Yes. I talked about it all the time. <laughs> the fact that like I had made skits, I wrote scripts and I knew how to like build a storyline. And in fact, when, once it came time for us to get together and work on it, like I, I felt like I was really taking the leadership role of like, here is my idea. What do we think? We went with an idea that I had, I was able to like design an outline and write a, the bulk of a script um, for it. So I felt like I played a really, really big role that um, it was acknowledged a little bit, but n- not as much as I would have liked for it to have been. Because I episode. did say that you wrote most of the script. Yes. Yeah. Coleslaw did acknowledge that when we were talking with Ruthie, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, it, like when we got into it, I had a really great time working with Clinica. Deja I mean, you turned too. around like being the last one into like you made magic with it so that's what i tried to do maybe it just lit a fire under your ass honestly i think it did it, it in a way I, I was really hurt at first but i think i also just become really quiet because anytime they had us uh do, like we filmed that scene with ranger danger you know where he walks up without a shirt on i was just like thinking about okay what needs to come next in the script <laughs> i feel like that you would know? be me honestly yeah um it's the capricorn in me mm. it's like productivity i need to like xyz and goal ambition so i would probably honestly the same way (laughs) um yeah it was it was it was a wild time and you know one of the things that ruthie said when or little ruthette said when they were talking about the rules was they said we're gonna have two hours to make the puppet show oh my god i I was hoping we were gonna talk about this two hours yeah that's crazy town right and then it was last the comment. Mm-hmm. It was the comment about like what happened last season that really fucking got me. <laughs> I don't know that you saw my reaction at the viewing party, no. but oh my god! And Mark is like not understanding why I'm losing it um. because Mark didn't fully finish all of season three. Sorry, shouldn't be putting them on blast like this. Oh wow! But, um, what the hell? <laughs> they've seen every other Ready episode. For my salad? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But like, so Mark doesn't understand why I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> Wait, have they caught up now? I don't know. Come on, Mark. Get with it. Ep- season three is, a, is really, really good. Um, especially that particular episode. Yeah. Um, well, if you're not familiar with what happened, Mark, fast forward like 30 seconds or Neil too hasn't seen it. Uh, so it doesn't spo- isn't spoiled for you. But basically there were a couple of campers who were accused of going, of working after the time limit. Um, was done for the crafty beaver badge. I remember one of them, but I don't. I can't remember what the other, who that it was, one was. It was Geneva and Queen. Who was it? Queen was the other one. I knew yes. Geneva was one. Oh yeah, because wasn't Queen gluing rhinestones on or something after yeah, the time? Something like that. I don't quite remember. That wasn't even necessary. Uh, yeah. Um, 
And then like at, at the end, the sugar bakers and Ruthie decided that the campers who did not work after the time would need to vote for who they thought should take a hike that week. Like, that is wild. I loved that. Uh, like, it ooh. was wild. It was the most drama that has ever been ever. on camp. <laughs> and you know, I enjoy camp for it not having drama, but every once in a while, the surprise drama like that mm-hmm. is—you need it, yeah. Like, uh, like an episode, but, it, but it's got to <laughs> kind of feel natural, like that did, and unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like it's not forced, like Drag Race can be. Right. It was like, <gasps> oh fuck, what? And like you, down? and you never expect drama to come from camp, so it makes it when it does happen, it's just like, okay, that's all I need for the season. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh yeah, that was that was a crazy trip of a season or of an episode last, last season. But I do feel like we're acknowledging a bit more in season four, the drama of certain situations. Um, like with Opal on episode one saying she doesn't talk a lot. And then we get the reaction from Vincent. Um, and maybe there'll be some other things in the season that you see. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, we had about two hours to make this puppet show and like, that's not long to no. make puppets, a script and like practice right and yeah the, the rehearsal aspect of it too that was oh it was crazy um but i was really proud of what both teams were able to produce um what you don't see a lot of like once they they i think they wanted us to not be distracted when we were working on the puppet show so they just left like there was no camera crew it was just our team at one table and then the other team at a different table as we were working on them and like i was i frantically wrote the same script on four different sheets of paper so that we could all have one to reference as we did it then i i played the drag king character so i made that puppet um so you had to write the script and make a puppet yes and and i should say like even though i wrote like i do i do feel like i wrote the bulk of that script there were definitely it's not like i completely came up with everything there were moments where flapjack did all of the work for i the did entirety do all the work. Of the team. nobody else <laughs> did jack shit flapjack shit that's right um no i would i would say like okay i'm, tr- I'm struggling with this line or i need help getting from this plot point to this plot point and someone would suggest certain lines so um yeah i i, I appreciated leaning on my team in that way in those moments um was there anything that stuck out to you as we were making the puppet show? Um, I just thought it was wild. Like having to make your puppet mm-hmm. from scratch and then also like making the, any props you wanted and yeah. all that. Like Hillary with her like boo prop. Mm-hmm. That and then the trumpet. So I loved the boo. <laughs> I loved the boo. <laughs> I loved when Coleslaw read the other team. I totally oh, yeah. forgot this happened. It was because it made a really funny moment to me. And I forgot the other one. <laughs> yeah. She said, Lily's a lazy bitch. Pola can't sew. Um, and I thought that was particularly funny, the Pola one, because later on, when they asked the other team about how they're excited about the challenge, Pola goes, I'm just so excited to hot glue things. <laughs> so um then ruthie comes and she talks to the teams and they start with hillary's team and it looks like their team is making puppets that are a bit more reminiscent of their own characters except for hillary's who is a villain character um and the title of theirs is called proud to be me um to to be me me. and then they uh ruthie comes over to our team and i show that our title is drag avengers um, th- this is when Coleslaw mentioned that I wrote the bulk of the script. Um, but I think my favorite moment though was when Coleslaw 
was like, here are our little drag children. Wait, not drag children. Oh my gay God. children. Wait, not gay children. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All of that was, oh my God. That whole thing. <laughs> I think the entire viewing party like cackled it, They that. did. <laughs> it was great. It was one of the best moments of the episode. Like the finger puppets were a brilliant choice, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> that and when Ruthie said, oh, if you really want to have a good time, next time you're having a hookup, put some of these googly eyes on somebody's penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ruthie's the best. Okay. Well, we... What, was there anything else that stuck out to you from making the puppets? I don't think so. I think that was all of the high points, the low points, and then the in-between points. Well, there is one more in-between point, and that is when Hillary had her fall. Wow! Is that <laughs> special? Apparently. <laughs> she did spend this one night in a ditch. She did. She <laughs> but I did spend this one night in a ditch. Oh, no. We can't laugh at her pain. No. Um, yeah, that was. It was honestly pretty scary. Um, in the it was scary watching. Right. Uh, like that was my drama of the season. I'm good now. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> check. <laughs> Done. No like more. the panic that I had mm-hmm. watching this show for that part because I was like, no, Hillary can't go home. Hillary can't just be eliminated because she's injured. What? And I was. The and, thing- there's no yep. expectation, too. It's just like sirens all of a sudden in the episode. Yeah. Ah! And then it's like they just cut away from it and go to the talent show floor. <laughs> and it's just like. Yeah. What? Well, what's happening here? I yeah. need to know. Get I think my blood pressure. Up. I think in terms of storyline, this might have been one of the worst episodes that that could have happened because things were filmed a little out of order from what you saw. Like we did the puppet show. Like we, we made the puppets. Then we filmed the puppet show. Then we went to go get ready for our, like the runway portion of the so were y'all, show. So y'all weren't in full drag for the puppet show. Oh no, we were, we were in our um, daily drag looks. Ah, oh. so like if you look, you, you can see like my poof and I think you can see most of Coleslaw's face, honestly behind the, um, like during the puppet show. And then we went to go get ready for the runway portion. Um, and that was when that happened. So it, it was a little out of order, but um, I, I was just glad Hillary was okay when it happened. Like we, we were all pretty much ready. Like we were at the point where we're all about to walk over together. Um, I was padding up in, in a room and all of a sudden I just hear a big bang and I heard Hillary call for help. Coco and Deja ran out. They called 911. We couldn't get her to stand up. Um, and like, I have my wig on. I got my face painted. I'm in pads, right? The paramedics are showing up, and I'm sure they're thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Because we're all in like a half drag or full drag. In the middle of the woods. In the middle of the woods. Um, and I should say as well that... The the paramedic asking, is there somewhere that you go around here? <laughs> no, no, I'm she's from, from Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, though, if someone I mean, was to get hurt, like that that's like the worst person to get hurt. The- At least she's still delivering camp. She even is. when she's been injured. Uh, <laughs> this was this was probably Especially the most because, dramatic like, day. Ugh. Also, the U.S. doesn't have healthcare the way foreign countries mm-hmm. do. Like, you can get injured in other countries. Like, not every country, but there are I mean, other countries in Canada countries in particular that you can get injured in, and you be like visiting, and right? You're, you you just have walk to out when you're dying. Or if you do have to pay, it's like a very small charge, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So I, I, we were all very scared for her in this moment. Um, and 
the what resulted from that was like there was a conversation that happened between the camp like b- between the campers and the sugar bakers and production staff and the camp staff in general um it just about like the safety of the way things were were being run and i and i do feel that you know after we had that conversation a lot more safety precautions were being taken going yeah. forward um like they they gave us rides to the uh like the talent show from the cabins um uh, but that is partially why i think it's it's a smart idea. If you are a future camper going to camp, get ready in that cafeteria because you're really close to the talent show stage. I um, think one thing that could make the show safer is if y'all had like a camp serial killer. A camp serial killer? Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, just hold that thought. A Jason Voorhees, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> oh my God. That evil laugh that I just gave. I can't handle Um Yes. So we, we see that Hillary got hurt and then we go straight to the talent show. Right. And honestly, that's so much. Why don't we just take a break? Sounds like a plan. Like Hillary's leg. (laughs) And we are back and it's time for the talent show. I need, we need a cowbell. Um, Sound, you know, more cowbell. Ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one. That's the sound. Um, yes, we bring it. The sugar makers bring it in, and they bring it in. Uh, they bring. They open the talent show in human form. Yes, and then we get to see their puppet form. But when they're in human form, they do tell us Hillary has decided to stay. Yes. Oh, and I'm. I can't remember if I said this, but you know everything that they asked her to do at this point, it was like because she agreed to do it. There, um, every single time, like when it came to filming the incident. See, I heard this nasty rumor that they were like, either you do this, or we're gonna throw you in the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they said good luck swimming um, with that with that leg. Uh, time to earn your water sports badge, bitch. Oh, pretty early in the season for that one. Um, Okay, so they open the the talent show. Ranger Danger rolls out the puppet stage, and our first oh, that's what he did. I just get distracted. I know it's so hard to watch. He's just right there. So the first team to go was Clinica's team, which was the Drag Avengers, which included myself, Clinica, Deja, and Coleslaw. Now we're not going to talk about the whole puppet show, but was there anything that stuck out to you from this particular Um, show? Yeah, like the whole thing stuck out. Oh. For real. Like Really? It was so good. <laughs> the children, the gender. Yes. Gender. <laughs> Your <laughs> puppet's name was Crotch, is that correct? It was. And then <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Like someone suggested it. I, I wasn't mad about it, honestly. And I'm the crotch. Because I noticed like But it was based on Vincent. If you it, it look, kinda looked like his um his hat. Um from daily challenge y'all had a king y'all mm-hmm. had a queen a queen and then y'all had like a kind of fetishy non-binary yeah kind of look like a leather guardian right uh, of the galaxy yes <laughs> because we were the direct avengers well that was kind of one of our goals when we first got together i i don't remember exactly what the process was of figuring it out but my first idea was drag superheroes and save the day from a villain that's an easy story plot. well you know that didn't last too well on netflix that terrible show with ginger drag Minge. oh what was that called what was their i show don't called? even remember because it wasn't good 
I tried watching it. I didn't oh. even finish the first season, I don't think. Well, my puppet show was better. <laughs> I mean, it was very good. Um, also, the coleslaw did so good in that one. Yes. Did you the, notice like, the Trump button? Yes. Well, I, so, someone at the viewing party talked about that. What did they... They thought it said trauma. That's what they... remember <laughs> that? <laughs> they were wearing their trauma on their sleeve. Oh and I was like, God. oh, that's a nice way to look at it. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, basically. Right? The same thing. And then, like, when the reveal and the, like, the, the nails, nails, the yossified, like, oh my God, I was weak. Yeah. That was so freaking funny. Um, I, I, I loved getting to work with them. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm happy with the team that I ended up on. Um, I would have loved to have been on that team, honestly. I, I meant to say this earlier, too. With, when they were choosing the teams, I, I actually ended up with people I wanted to be with. I just didn't like that. I got chosen last for that. And I think it is because I know I'm so type a, I was like, okay, I don't want to be with other type a people. And I felt like a lot of the, the people who had similar skills to me ended up on the other team. So it ended yeah. up working out. Um, but anyways, so coleslaw played the villain who wanted to ruin the drag story hour. I played the children and the drag King. So I was doing a lot of voice changing. Um, Deja played the drag queen puppet and clinica played the non-binary drag puppet who did the BDSM reveal. My favorite line from the whole thing was when coleslaw was like, I hate being included. Ginger yes. me this, ginger me that. Maybe you're all just ugly and fat. Yes. That was so funny. Um, yes, yes, yes. Okay, and then we move into Free to Be Me, which is Hillary's team. Free to, to be, be me. From my hands to my feet, even though puppets don't have feet. Um, but that included Hillary, Lily, Coco, and Pola. All right, what did you think of this one? Um, I thought it was strange. Oh, no, <laughs> not the. <laughs> God. I, let me preface that because I totally just like. That's not what I mean. <laughs> you, you were not, I'm not holding back tonight. No, no man. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> what I thought was strange because I was not fully just not answering your question. I was just giving my thoughts. Yeah. Um, that's fine. <laughs> I, it was really good. I also enjoyed this one. <laughs> Sorry. That was so unexpected. <laughs> oh my God. Um, what I thought was strange and not, not, in a bad way strange but i thought it was odd coincidental coincidental may be the correct word that it was like y'all had a villain they mm. had a villain y'all had a drag king that was wearing blue they had a drag king that was wearing blue they had like mm, i didn't think about that um dominatrix y'all had the leather guardian um so it was just kind of funny how it kind of yeah there were a lot of similarities intertwined the way the characters were which like makes it seem like oh there might have been a prompt mm. or like something like no. y'all had like a check mark of like these are the things that we want you to include um but other than that i thought they were both great yeah i i really liked those two and i honestly i could barely remember my puppet show because this was like a year ago now that we did this and so so seeing theirs i only ever saw like half of theirs i heard i remember their song a little bit from when they practiced it um but i i think that uh the, the thing for me that i did not like as much about their puppet show i think it was very funny and they have a lot of highlights that i want to talk about but i 
I think the song may have impeded them from being able to tell a story as effectively because it was like, okay, now we've reached this plot point. One, two, three, let's sing this song. And then, okay, let's keep keep moving. Oh, I kind of liked the song. Oh, really? Like, I, I liked the song. I just, I don't know. I, I, I think I would have struggled with writing that. I think it was um, a close call between like who won mm-hmm. between the two. I think for me personally, what set y'all's over the top a little more is the reveals on y'all's were a lot more smooth and unexpected. Mm. Like with genders, the gender, Oh my God. The gender reveal. (laughs) (laughs) Not that. (laughs) Um, and then also the, (laughs) not the gender reveal, the villain switching. And then also y'all had finger puppets. Like y'all just had a few elements that just kind of like, took it up a notch or two with some like really great lines like I'm Jinda and like stuff like that. Like it was, they were both well, thank great. You. Yeah. Um, I thought doing the like little song was smart mm-hmm. and I thought it's not something that just anybody could do and pull off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also loved the like Hillary being like Hillary. No, Hillary, no. And then I'm also, Hillary, no. I also love that all of theirs were like puns on their names. Mm-hmm. That like was really cool. Polar Bear, um, Coco Show Nuff, uh, Lily Slut, Slut Queer. Queer. That's Queer. 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 I'm from Alabama and I say Queer. Honestly, um, though, the, that was probably like their intro. I, I like watching it. I was really impressed with that portion. And if I, if I, if I had remembered watching it live, I think I would have felt really intimidated by that. Cause it was so funny. Like the, when I'm not beating this face, I'm beating my submissive. That is so freaking funny to me. Consensually. Consensually. And my safe word is dick. <laughs> um, and then also Hillary, Hillary's just so funny as well. I don't fit into a category. I'm not a bear or an otter or a squirrel or a television. <laughs> That was really, really great. And the, the also, like, would anybody be interested in me or what? I can't remember the exact line oh, for that. I'll sleep with anybody. Well, like, you will. <laughs> even if I don't fit into a category. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. Like, there was just so many good little one-liners in it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, yeah, it, I was very happy with how this turned out. And this was the first puppet show ever on Camp Wanakiki. So I hope they keep doing this challenge because it was really fun i enjoyed it overall i mean though it'll be hard to top and who let's get this roasted (laughs) damn it who would want to top coco that part um i I, yeah you're right we did we did a pretty amazing job um okay well are you ready to get into the runway portion of the talent show coco show enough to get into coco show now um all right, so I actually started. And as a reminder here at Flapping and Fawning, we have a very sophisticated system for uh, whether we like or dislike these looks. If we absolutely love it, it's a... Fawn. And if we hate it, it's a... Flop. But I do want to say, I know these whores, and I say all of these thoughts with love, um, and y'all just keep doing what you're doing because you're amazing anyways and if we absolutely oh yeah that part just like nut over our love nut (laughs) (laughs) if you hear us come (laughs) (laughs) harder (laughs) then it is a fetch stop trying to make fetch happen it's not 
going to happen. But it will happen here at Flapping and Fawning. Well, but not all the time. All right, so I kick things off. Um, I was actually really excited that I, I started this talent show off. I, I love this look, and I feel like my story that went with it was a good way to open it because it's like, ladies, yeah. gentlemen, non-binary friends, and those who know better. No, ladies, gentlemen, and those who know better. That's what I said. Um, anyways, what would you? How would you describe this look? What did you think? <clears throat> oh god! I thought <laughs> no. I thought this was like a really pretty look. The yellow and black dress with the split up the front. Mm-hmm. That way you can be a slut later, right? Um. With the like kind of tuxedo shirt kind of moment yes. on the top, that's like I don't even know how you would describe how that's cut, but it's like not. I don't know. With the purple tool, like beautiful representation of the non-binary colors. Thank and, you. Um, also, I need those earrings. Oh yeah, I made them myself. I need them. Okay. Uh, Maybe I should also, start selling them. The David Bowie makeup, fantastic. Thank you. Um, I feel like we often have similar trains of thoughts with things that we've done with our drag. Yeah. I, I could see you wearing something like this too. Um, and I've like done a David Bowie makeup before. Oh, really? Not this exact color scheme, but like I've done David Bowie before, which also side note, um, Harley Hatter, who just was first alternate first runner up. I don't know pageant terminology forever since I've done <laughs> one, one of those. And the Caritas pageant just did did David Bowie. Oh, really? Throughout the night, like yeah, it was great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Huh? I didn't know that. I need to. I hate that I missed it, but had to be out of town. Um, yeah. yeah, and I like it because it fuses masculine and feminine elements. And that was my goal with this one. Yeah, I found the pride. Uh, out of all the categories that they gave us for talent show looks, I found this one to be the most difficult to come up with a concept for. Um, I could see how that would be a difficult thing to come up with a concept for. And I will say too, like the sugar bakers were like, I wish it would have been embellished or stoned. <laughs> um, I disagree because Thank you. here's the thing. Not, everything needs a stone and a stone is something societally societally that has been associated with feminism like femininity uh-huh um you're picking so up what if I'm you're going down. for yes. a non-binary look it doesn't have to be traditionally masculine or feminine so it doesn't necessarily need the embellishment thank you okay so yeah i felt similarly after i, I heard that comment also, i was kind of surprised kind of hot take didn't really love the like so i guess she's doing how they i how they are out that they're mm. non-binary out of, like just the way it was like phrased mm. was a little uncomfy i guess so I, I i can't remember how it was explained i remember when we do these talent shows like we walk out we do like our performance no, like the judging part like when yeah. they were consulting no i know I, i'm but I think I'm trying to get some context of it. Like when we do it, you go out, you do your performance, you like parade around in the outfit, do, do some close ups, and then you read your story that goes with it. And they also ask you some questions. And so I, I think I said that I was like, I'm in this look. Um, this isn't necessarily flapjack that you're seeing here. This is a representation of myself um, and my most gender euphoric look out of drag. Um, so it's something I think it may have come across as a little confusing since I'm seen oh. as. Fem presenting at every other portion. 
Um, but I can see what you're saying there. Um, actually, with this look, like especially after week one, I was so scared because there were this one is probably the only one I took with me that didn't really have much of a concept with it other than non-binary pride. Um, yeah. Like there wasn't necessarily a story I was trying to tell, so I was pretty terrified going out on the stage. And I had been working with the real camp director that was there. I asked him if I could borrow all kinds of stuff. I had made like a full spread picnic that I had hid behind, like under the garment. And I got like right before you go on stage, like I had hidden all that, all of that stuff under there. Cause when I do the thing about open up your flap and you know, spread it out um, and like take stuff out. I was going to take out the whole picnic blanket and like a picnic sandwich. You'd be eating, like pour like a glass of something, uh, drink it. And when I was standing there looking at myself, I was like, I don't need that shit. Like this, this looks really good. And if I go out today, like at least I go out in this. And so I took it off, took, took off the picnic stuff. Big thanks to the camp director for giving me stuff I didn't use. Um, Would you I went say out my thing. that you looked in the mirror and you said, Oh my God, I'm your number one oh, fan. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes. If you don't know what Fawn's referencing, that is the number I perform in this song. The uh, number one fan. Who is that by? Muna. Muna. I love Wait, that that's my song Muna? so much. Yeah. You, you perform that song so much and you don't even know. I know. I'm a terrible person. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad indie. <laughs> um, so, oh, and also I did want to address the, sorry, I, I know I have so much to say about this episode, but with the comment that the sugar makers made about embellishing it more, um, I, I knew this, that was kind of a risk with this, like not wearing a bracelet, yeah. but I felt like the earrings, at least I, I was wearing some jewelry there that I had made myself. I also had my nails done in non-binary colors. So I, I hoped that would be enough. Um, cause I know that they really like a lot of those, uh, accessories, but I decided to not put rhinestones on it because when I spoke with my drag mom, this particular fabric, it doesn't look right when you put stones on it. Um, what kind of fabric is it? It, Oh God. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's like is a it taffeta. No, it's heavier fabric than taffeta. It's, it's like what, what, a, what a flag is made of. Like, oh. you know, and a Vic, this was made by Victoria Taylor. Um, so you would have, in it, order for it to look right, you would have literally had to have like encrusted it in yeah. order for it to look. And, and for, and I, I did this with my mix central Alabama pride evening gown too. It's like, I chose a fabric that I didn't need to embellish, but it's more about the fit. And so for this, it fit me so perfectly, especially at my weight and my size at that time. So I felt really good in it. Um, and I, I do disagree with that comment about needing to embellish it more. Um, but I, I would say I should probably put a lining on the inside of it because you can see kind of the inner workings when you yeah. look on the inside. Um, and the wig is so stunning. Anyways, enough about me. Is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn. Work. Fawn for me as well. Congrats, Flapjack. Thanks, Flapjack. Next we have... I hate coleslaw. It's disgusting. Coleslaw. What did you think of this look? Um, first of all, the makeup is stunning. Yes, the makeup is beautiful. I want to know how this wig is made because also, like, yeah, upon my cool. like second time watching it, I noticed the wig is longer in the back too. Because mm-hmm. it, from the front, just kind of looks like it'd be like a clown fro. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean <laughs> that as a read. <laughs> like just because it's the stripes of the rainbow colors and it's about that kind of length. Yeah, yeah, I can see what you mean. Um, but I I love the hair. I would wear that hair. Mm-hmm. The makeup is stunning. It is beautiful hair. Um, I really like the thought process behind this look. I don't love the execution. Mm. Um, but I really like the 
concept behind like the more i look at it i'm like no i under i think i get where she's going with some of like the aspects of this look do i think it's the most campy thing ever no um but like with the hips i feel like she was and i could be projecting but what i read from the hips is that she wanted those to be like big exaggerated up pointed up hips Mm -hmm. because i've thought about doing that on looks myself but i haven't figured out how to do that Mm. um is what my mind goes to for that aspect of it it doesn't necessarily read the best but i think i understand where she was going with it i'm learning a lot about coleslaw's drag rewatching this season you know and like the the fashion that she shows i think that her choices in fashion is just extremely campy um I love the accessories that I've like yeah. considered buying similar accessories, honestly, to wear out of drag. <laughs> <laughs> well, the story for this was like dr- uh, my pride as a weapon, um, yeah. which I, I really liked that, that concept. Um, which like makes the pointiness of the hips and stuff make mm-hmm. sense too. Fun story about this one. Well, kind of fun. Uh, she posted about this on social media, but she actually glued the top of this dress to herself, like on, on her chest right before she went on stage, but it burned like a hole in her Did skin. Did she use super glue? I, I think she used nail glue. I might have given it to her, but glue. I can't remember. Um, yeah, you've got to be careful with nail glue or super glue on your skin. Um, some people have really high tolerances to it. Some mm. people do not. Um, I know a lot of people that have had dangerous things happen because of nail glue and i know people that literally will glue shit to themselves and be perfectly fine yeah i well i because i use a lot of nail glue on earrings Um, i can't anymore because i started getting reactions on my ears to it which Um, is like kind of why i stopped wearing earrings for a while and why i eventually got them pierced mm, so whenever i can swap my earrings i'm gonna start wearing earrings again oh nice that's fun. Um, okay, so is this a flop or a fawn for you? I think I'm going to give it a light fawn. I think based on the execution of the challenge and like the fact that it's Camp on a Kiki stage, like I love this look. I would probably wear it myself, but I think that it could have been campier. And I, I honestly feel this way about my own look too. So I feel like it could have been campier. So I'm going to give it a light flop, but I do really like the look. Itself. Sorry, coleslaw. I like the creativeness and the ingenuity behind it. Yeah. And so I think that's where I'm giving it points to be a fawn over being a flop. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I get the direction of it. Yes. Same. And it's, it's really cool. I, I would totally wear it. I really would. So I don't know. I have a hard time giving it a flop, but something about it. I just, I feel like in comparison to the rest, I don't like it as much as others. Um, but this next one that we have next to the stage, we have Paula Frost. How you blow it and red it and green it and origin. Cause she is a car wash looking thing. What did you think of this look? You're asking me all of my thoughts first on I, all of these. I know. Looks. <laughs> um, I want everyone to hate you first and not me. <laughs> we'll start from the top. Make it drop. I love this. Like, Okay, so sequin dot fringe. For those of you that don't know, this is sequin dot fringe. Um, it's kind of a old school tricks and kind mm-hmm. of a staple in the drag community. Yeah, I've made multiple in outfits out of this stuff. 
It's that like sequin dot fabric that you can get at Joann's, at Hobby Lobby, at Walmart, and you cut it into strips and then you pull it. And because it like messes with the integrity of the fabric, it turns it into a tube. And then you can like glue it onto stuff. And then you have this nice, pretty fringy outfit that has more weight than a normal fringe. You still get your your stretch out of a stretch garment, as well as it's got the sequin dots on it so it's gonna be sparkly shiny yeah um so i love sequin dot fringe um the wig is something that i would not have thought to do Mm. using the pride progress colors in it i absolutely adore that i love how she talks about progressive pride is how i ride yeah um i don't necessarily love this look for camp Really? I, like, really love this look. Like, Pola, if you are listening, I really do love this look. It's just, um, for me, it doesn't really tell a story. And it's it's a look that I've seen done a lot. And it's not a read. It's a good look, and it's been done a lot for good reasons. It's just, I've literally seen that dress, basically, in Pride Colors. For good reason, because it's mm. stunning. I've Especially made, in motion. Like, when, yeah. when she's on the screen spinning, yeah. like, it's it's sickening. Yeah. Um, I I really, really like this. It, like, it's very close to a fetch for me. I think I, it's not a fetch for me, because I wish the accessories went a little more with the garment. Um, like, it, like, when I zoom in on them, I, I don't necessarily think that they're, like, pride colors or pride-themed I just as much as the others, but I love the sunglasses. I just don't get camp out of it mm. personally really even when she's like moving and it's just got that huge flow she, she's like a car wash because i mean i've seen it at a drag show like i guess okay because like this isn't a read i feel like i have to preface this, <laughs> a lot of this. this is also an outfit that i would see somebody go out and do a bucket number two mm. okay that's fair i could see that well i am giving this a very high fawn this is one of my favorites of this whole episode, honestly. Well, I love this look. I would wear this look, <laughs> but I am going to give it a light flop. Not you stealing my notes. <laughs> I'm not even looking at your notes. No, I know, but that's what I said for oh. Paul's look. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Paula, but at least you got one fawn. So, all right. It looks good. Next to the stage, the USS Gender Reveal. Oh, my God. Oh my god, Clinica. <laughs> Clinica's done it again. They came out with that little cardboard spaceship mm-hmm. that I was like, where's this going? I mean, I already loved it because I've wanted to do an astronaut look for a while, but have always been just too chicken shit to do one. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's <laughs> a lot of like planning and a lot of like, that's a lot of work goes into making a good astronaut look. True. Um, So mad props for that right also who the fuck thinks to do um an astronaut for pride yeah i would not like ingenuity Mm -hmm. um and then when she does the reveal and it's you what you think is her arm is like she's got her arm coming out of her it's gender yeah (laughs) oh my god and the way she moved that like oh yeah yeah anytime they moved it around like um, and spoiler alert later on when they're getting the badge at the end they oh like my God, nearly yeah. bite the hand that's putting it on that's so and funny. the like this is how I um, became non-binary <laughs> like 
Here's the thing. I have gone down through, gone down so many different random TikTok rabbit holes of non-binary people being like, oh, one day I sneezed and nobody said bless you and a little gremlin came and stole my gender. Like <laughs> that kind of shit gets me every time. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I also got a little shout out during Clinica's story. I thought that was funny. I was like, how do they know to say that? Like, just rewind the episode a bit. Flapjack explained what non-binary is. Um, yeah, this also made me feel, like, on one of the first days in the cabin, we were all kind of showing our different looks for each category. Um, and I was really happy to see that someone else did non-binary pride as well. Because at first I was like, oh God, am I going to be the only person? Look, if I was Clinica, I would have not shown everybody that. Yeah. Looking back, it was kind of dumb that we were all just like, look at this, <laughs> you know. But I mean, also, when you're really proud of something, you just want people to see it. Oh, yeah. I think we were all just so excited. Everyone had been, like everyone else had been on this six week journey and now we could share with other people what that was like. Um, yeah, I, I really like this. And I also have to say Clinica and I are actually doing a merch collab uh, for a which is a it's going to be a fundraiser um for beyond binary legal which is a nonprofit that helps uh, non-binary individuals navigate the legal system so when it comes to things like changing their name um and uh, changing their sex on their driver's license things Can like we do that. that in alabama uh, i don't even know i don't know i know that beyond binary legal is based out of california so a lot of their work has happened there um uh, but when you look up non-binary nonprofits or uh, charities that put non-binary individuals at the forefront of what they do beyond binary legal is really one of the only active ones that exist. So I am really glad that we're getting to raise awareness about them and yeah. support them. I think it's pretty cool. Um, and you can find that on my merch site along with where you can find our flapping and falling merch as well. I already have one of the stickers. <gasps> yes. Oh, I also still them in person too. So come snatch them. All right. Fawn or flop. Look, you should know what the answer to this is. <laughs> I know. I was be. like, I was, I'm ready. Like, you should know. Stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I had to. Yes. Congrats, Clinica. Another fetch. I, I'm gonna save my fetch. I, this is a huge fawn for me. I really, really like it. Honestly, I might end up giving two. I know. I, I think I have another fetch somewhere down the line here. Um. Oh, here it is. Actually, next to the stage, we have Lily Slut Queer. I mean, Saint Queer, who is... I, I loved this idea oh. for representing pride. Like, this is a story that I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't think of this. You know, doing the hanky code. That this is one so got me smart. so fucking excited. Yeah. This one got me so fucking excited. As a slut, as somebody <laughs> that loves hanky code and, like some of the old guard stuff that is lost that we don't really have mm -hmm. today because of like things like grinder and stuff like that, where it's like really easy and things have been made more accessible and more, uh, like less stigmatized as well. Yeah. Um, because this harkens back to a time that like we didn't really, we weren't really alive for. Mm hmm. And, it's also stuff like now to, nowadays, if you're flagging, it's really you're going to an event and you're doing it also because like you don't have to flag these days. Right. Um, so it is something that is a little bit lost um, in today's world, like in our culture today. Um, but I fucking love I loved it. this so much. This is my fetch. Honestly, I'm, I'm 
also it's fetching this one. Congrats, Lily. Ooh, wow, Paul's just I, handing like, out fetches left and right. <laughs> I have given you ship in the past for fetching two looks, but you know, <laughs> literally like this came out and my jaw dropped. Like, Yeah, I, I immediately looked at you again. I was like, Because uh, like, honestly, too, I would consider doing something similar to yeah. this. You should do it with non-binary colors. I think it'd be really cool. Okay, here's the thing. I've looked at it. Non-binary colors, I can't remember what white was, but black is heavy s and m we oh. all know what yellow is uh, <laughs> do we i don't know what i don't know what yellow is can you explain that <laughs> um <laughs> here we is are there people who don't brush their teeth and they really like yellow teeth yeah <laughs> um this is not a child-friendly podcast um <laughs> no i marked it as explicit for a reason if there's a um, child Go away. But like, Wait yeah. Until you're 18. But also like hanky code in general, I'll go through some of the colors in general of hanky code that I know offhand. Um, and also with hanky code, what I would have, if I'm going to nitpick this look and I might just because I love it that much, what I would have really loved is a little bit of an attention to flagging itself with hanky code. What do you of mean? things certain things being on certain sides because it means a different thing when it's on the right side and then when it's on the left side oh i'm not aware of that yeah so like black on i can't remember which is which for left and right but like black on one side means that you're into heavy s&m and usually like the giver and the other side is receiver interesting red red in hinky code is fisting and so one is a fisting top one is a fisting bottom um Green in hanky code is like one of them is uh, you're a John and the other one is you're looking for a John. For those of you that don't know that sex work terminology. Oh, I did not. Oh my God. Um, I'm, you're, come on, educate the children. That's what I'm talking about. And I forget what purple is, but I know lavender is drag queen. Oh, which I would use. Yeah, I would use that if I was going to do a non-binary look with hanky code. I'd be actually flagging. I can't remember what white is. You know what else would have been really cool? Like next level with this. Like, what if she had done some like magic tricks and then, like pulled like a lot of like you know how hankies can be tied oh, together? That would have been, been really iconic. Funny. Or like pulled it out of the bulge, maybe. You know, that would have been iconic. Also, I do love that she is bulging bulging mm-hmm. in this look got her ass out and like because this is a good look to do it in so in hanky code regular purple just means like a piercer or piercy um like piercings yeah um because also that is another snm thing oh white and hanky code is basically about jack off oh um orange and hanky code since it is on there um is basically talking about availability. It's either anything, anytime, or it's not looking right now, just cruising. Mm. Um, Navy is basically just anal. Oh, okay. Um, she's got pink on here. On yeah. her outfit. And that is light pink because trans pride. Um, which I did like that incorporation of the yes. trans pride colors. So light pink is dildos and then a light blue is about um, head, getting head or giving. Oh, head. 
I am learning so much right now. That is so cool. I had um, to look up some of those like specific ones, but I do know a decent amount of pinky code. Well, oh. props to Lily. Yeah. This is an amazing look. And I, I, you know, I remember when I saw it, I didn't ac- actually understand, but then I heard her story a little later on and I was like, Oh, Oh, I pinky got code, it duh. as soon as she came out and it was brilliant. Yeah. And I also just love a lot of her narrative about like being sex positive and mm-hmm. stuff like that, because I feel like that would also kind of be, what my narrative would be in this kind of situation. So it's nice seeing like, of course I relate to Lily on the like aspect of we both have a mustache, but like, I feel like some of our minds work in the same way of like how we interpret things. Um, so yeah, you do. And I love it. Also, it seemed like this fabric for the base is a little bit iridescent. And I loved that because I've never seen like a black, Especially with Spindex the like that with the shimmery, yeah, yeah. Lily, Lily has a lot of really good costume designers. I remember when we were talking about it. I think on the way back to the airport, she showed me some of her costume designers, and she has access to a lot of really cool stuff and folks because of the like, designer she knows. Instantly. I really want something like this. Like, genuinely, you should do it. I want something like this. Do it if you bad. Um, I also love the tinsel in the hair. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna stop fetching over this look right now and move on. To Coco Chanel. She comes out and she's a unicorn. And she is sh- saying that she is showing off Black Club Kid Pride. Um, what did you think of this look? I thought it was really creative to come out as a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one thing. You said it at the beginning of the season. Like, we weren't going to know what to expect from Coco. And she was going to keep surprising us. And, like... It's true. You haven't been wrong. At all. Like, she surprised me every single week. Um, I love that she's representing Club Kid and all of that. I am missing a little bit of the what everybody else kind of had was the like, just like, here's the pride. Like, Colors, yeah. Yeah, like just like, where's the little bit of an obvious nod that everybody else had? Um, See, but and, and that's one thing I am honestly just not sure about. Like, is this something I don't have the references to understand since it's like black club kid pride? Like, I, I am not familiar with club kid culture, especially not not black club kid culture. Um, but so based on my lack of understanding from that, my initial thoughts are, I think maybe the hair, if it had like some like rainbow colors in it. Right. Or if the like the 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 white puffs that she has on her hands and on her legs as the leg warmers, they have they light up, but they're not quite like obvious rainbow pride colors. Right. So the, the yeah. problem with a lot of light up stuff like that in general is under lights in general, whether there are stage lights or not, it's not generally going to show up a lot um, because right. especially that kind of stuff is more so meant for like raver wear kind of things mm-hmm. is like how it's marketed and sold. Um, and like it probably, this probably looks fantastic in a club. Because even in a club, you've just got that spotlight. So you're going to have moments that the lights aren't going to be on you. You're probably going to look fucking... She probably looks great when she wears this. Mm-hmm, at a club. Um, yeah. It's just, it doesn't... Those kind of lights don't always read. Especially on a television. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I am... I just have a hard time... I don't want to flop this. Like, I really like it uh, overall. So I think I am going to give it a light fawn. Because I do think it it meets the challenge. I think there are some areas that I, I would change. Um, 
But yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Would you fall or fault this? I'm struggling um, on whether to fall or flop this because, like, on one hand, like with coleslaw, it wasn't exactly there for me, but I saw her vision mm-hmm. and I like got the references and I knew what she was going for. So for me, it was a light fawn. But with Paula, it was just a light flop just because. I loved it, but I didn't necessarily see a story. Yeah. Um, and this, I see a story, but I also don't really get like the, the pride, aspect. the pride aspect of it. This is just something I've never seen before. Like that makeup is truly next level. Um, I've never seen someone do what she did on this stage. And I, and I get the story. I like unicorns poop rainbows, yeah. right? Like the, <laughs> it's honestly, it's that pride. would have been camp. It would. I, yeah. I kind of wish she had like, a rainbow coming out our ass. That'd been fun. That would have been camp. Um, I, I don't know <laughs> how to judge this. You have to decide. One day we're going to have to figure out something that's in between a flop. Never, and never. Um, do what your gut tells I you. I think I have to lightly flop this. Oh. Sorry, Coco. And it's not that I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to love. I mean, I would I would immediately give her my money if I saw her in the club. Yeah. It's just not... And maybe it's like you mentioned, we're not... We don't get the references. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's absolutely so, possible. And if so, please educate us. Because yeah. Because I would love to learn. Prove me wrong. Let us know in a five-star review, and we may read it on one of our regular episodes. Next to the stage. Is that a bear? It's Deja. Deja D. Delatero. What did you think of her bear pride look? You mean Deja D. Oh, okay. That's a stretch. <laughs> I, um, I, I think I really liked the performance of this more than the look itself. I love that she's representing bear pride. Um, I love the makeup. I, I don't, ne- I, I don't necessarily think that the look itself is something that is really above and beyond. I think I would have liked it more if it had like b- that skirt had been a reveal to something. Maybe, maybe she showed more hair somehow. Um, oh, coming out of you. the out of the bodysuit, um, I think I would have liked it more in that way. But she does have fur on her uh, hand, so, and she's kind of got, got her nails done in a way that are it looks like a bear claw. Um, at, I think based on that handcuff, maybe or what, what's that called? The I wanted to call it like a leg warmer for your wrist, um, wrist warmer, like a wristlet, a wristlet, maybe I don't know, furry wristlet. So, um, I. I am seeing what you are saying. I did not originally think a lot of that. Originally, I was like, all positive glowing reviews. Mm-hmm. But like you saying like, oh, I wish there could have been a reveal or something like that. Because like, is this a revolutionary silhouette? No. But... It's a silhouette that has been around for a while for a reason because it is a good silhouette. It's a good silhouette, yeah. Um, it's fairly simple to make as somebody that has made this silhouette a lot, but it's clean. And that's what I love about this. It like, is it's clean. very clean, and there is attention to detail mm-hmm. um, because, as somebody that likes things a little cleaner with attention to detail, the hair for this is perfect. The hair is. It's the exact same colors. And like um, she even put the the black bear ears. Like, the hair, hair for this is so good, especially with the makeup. Like I get 
where you want more, I wouldn't be mad if there was more. But like, also, I'm perfectly content with what it is. Work. So is this a flop or fawn for you? This is a fawn. Work. I think this one is a light fawn for me. Um, I I think there are some things that could have amped it up even more. This makeup is incredible. Yeah, I mean, but she did a great job, especially representing Bear Pride. Okay. Last but certainly not least to the stage, we have Hillary. Yes, and she is barefoot because she just had her injury. We just had a bear, and now we got a barefoot. (laughs) Now we have a bare foot. Um, So she comes out, and she has a closet door. She has a wig peeking out over it. And she throws away the door, throws away the wig, and she's wearing all of these different swimsuits because she spent so much time in the closet and she couldn't decide what to wear. Instead of in a ditch, it was in a closet. <laughs> Instead of spending that one night in a ditch, she spent the one night in a closet. Um, what do you think of this look? Um, it gives me a little bit of like Rainbow Bright. Yeah. Um, I see the direction... But that's it. <laughs> like, I I like the concept behind like the hair and like wearing the different colored pride bathing suits and like having it layered and like it just doesn't land for me. Yeah. And like, I almost would have liked it better if it didn't have the little fuzzy balls on the top mm. neckline. Yeah. I, I, I almost wish it would have been like how she's got the multiple swimsuits on the bottom half. I wish there would have just been like a mishmash of them on the top too. Right. To be perfectly honest, I now that I've seen her talent show performance, I get that she was inside the closet um, and she was, and this was a day at the beach, but I think that it's kind of too many concepts all at one time. Um, I think if she wanted to do the beach concept she could have gone further with it like what if she was sunburnt and had sun like a sunglass tan you know like or you know on her face um or if she was trying to put sunscreen on her nose something like that but i initially thought that she was just wearing lots of different types of underwear um and that was what yeah, she was coming out of the closet of the with fruit of the loom being pulled out yes yeah that that especially um, um. So uh, for me, I am going to flop this look because I think, I think there's a few too many elements that, that, that are a little confusing. I will say before I give my rating of this, Hillary does know how to fucking entertain Eva. She does. And she like, sold it. This is a flop for me, but she was entertaining at least. She was like, if you're going to flop, flop hard. <laughs> flop like this. <laughs> Magic carpet. Um, yeah. Magic carpet, you splash. Sorry, Hillary, but I'm glad that you're okay. I'm sorry about your leg. Um, that really sucks. So, but I'm, I'm still glad that you're sticking around for the competition. Okay. So, we, we just had our talent shows. Did you have a favorite and the least favorite? Mm, my least favorite is Hillary. My favorite is a tie between Clinica and Lily. Yeah, I think I think I would have to agree about my least favorite is also Hillary, but my favorite is is definitely um, Lily. I, I I was really obsessed with that particular look, um, and I, I liked the cut of it and everything. So then we get into the rec room, um, and there was a lot of fun stuff that happened here. Also, a lot of fun stuff that you did not see. So definitely make sure that you're watching the extended rec room footage by getting that YouTube membership um, in the Camp Wanakiki YouTube channel. 
Um, but Deja talks about how like our pride show really represented the vastly diverse uh, communities that happen within a pride community. Yeah. Um, so I, I really loved that she highlighted that. Um, was there anything else that stuck out to you from the record? Was this before they brought y'all back? Yes, this is before they brought us back for the judging. I don't think so. Okay. Well, yeah, Coleslaw talked about how she was feeling nervous. Also, um, Clinica not being able to understand anything that had gone on for the past three hours because of the duct tape. And that was the thing. Like, Clinica couldn't hear anything. Like, this was... They had done that to their head with the duct tape before Hillary fell. So, it was, like, literally hours we were recording this at like two or three in the morning how did they know like anything about like hillary falling i mean they they saw it you know i mean everyone was around when hillary was being treated by the paramedics but um that's gotta be wild to like not hear any of it (laughs) and just like see it yeah but i will say okay sneaking suspicion i have a conspiracy theory moment here how was it that clinica was having such a hard time hearing what was going on in the rec room but didn't seem to have any trouble on the judging stage. Well, that's what I want to know. That's well, also like her, uh, their back was to you whenever you were like Earth the Clinica, and she was, and they were just like, um, I just can't hear anything for the past three hours. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that had been a bit we had had going on for a while. Oh uh, well, um, well, they still heard it. They did. They did. Um, okay, judging. So, w- like, with the judging, I, I, the biggest thing I wanted to say was I was just happy to hear that they actually liked my look. I, at this point, you know, you have to remember, I have not seen their judging. So, I was feeling very unsure of myself. I was like, I don't know what they like. I don't know what they don't like. I, I think I'm at the bottom. You know, you're just really getting your head in a stressful situation. So, that, that's all I can really say. Um, only thing about judging that I wish could be different was I wish they had... Who do you think would have been in the bottom? I think Hillary would have been in the bottom... Who else? I, th- I think Coco may have been in the bottom based on, or, or maybe even Coleslaw based on the critiques. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess they could have put me in the bottom as well based on, I don't think they would have based on the critiques. You still got good reviews. Yeah. I mean, I know they said the thing about embellishing it more. That was literally your only negative critique though. Yeah. It's just, it's scary though. Like I'd already been in the bottom once. And at this point, Coco and I were the only ones that had been in the bottom. So it's like, you really don't want to land in that bottom a second time. Cause yeah. if, if, if that's the case, once, you know, twice. You take times. a hike. Um, we find out that the Drag Avengers won the puppet show, which was yes. my team. Yay! I was so happy about this. Um, and we found out that my team wins an assortment of candles. <laughs> so I haven't heard anything about that, but I'm sure the sugar pictures will be in touch. Um, and then the top two are Clinica and Deja. Um, was there anything else that stuck out to you from? this portion of the episode. I mean, I'm glad y'all seen one. Me too. I thought y'all seen was the better. Thank you. Yeah. And like, I feel bad for Hillary during this whole moment because like at this point we don't know that nobody's going home. Oh, true. And I'm just like, Oh, Hillary hurt herself and had the worst look. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for Hillary. Scary. But also like at the same time, it's kind of like, she had just that's, won. That's all that, and also like, still kind of also the epitome of campy can do attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, she fell down. She got up again. Some t- I get knocked down. <laughs> I get up again. Come on, karaoke. Um, <laughs> that should be a drag name, karaoke. Uh, 
<laughs> Put a pin in that for um, the ne- next episode. Next episode. Well, Ruthie finds an extra badge in her bosom, so no one takes a hike. But we do find out that Clinica and Deja are in the top two. Clinica actually wins and wins $500. One thing I did not really like was when the sugar workers called it Clinica's top two circle. Oh, uh, yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Clinica's been in the top every single episode. So anyway. And it's like not necessarily like the fact that it's just been called that. It's the fact that it's been called that by the hosts. Yeah. Because like fans would have called it that at sure. some point. But like it's it just is or weird. we could have even called it that yeah um, but I don't know it feels weird when when the sugar readers say that um, it's like they're acknowledging that yeah it's just weird it's so, a weird territory right and this is the first time that this has happened this season where no one takes a hike so we get to go to back to the rec room boo <laughs> you wanted someone to go home <laughs> drama drama mama. Um, I mean, we, we kind of got a little bit of it. Lily was upset that she was not in the top this week or that her puppet team didn't win. Um, and I know oh. Lily took a big role in writing that song. You know, she is a musician. She writes these sh- shows. So um, I just I don't understand it. why the sugar bakers would cast Lily on season three. And then when she couldn't do season three, bring her for season four and then just keep over looking her. Fair I think she could have won just about any of these challenges. <laughs> I mean, not last week. Hillary was a clear winner of last week's challenge. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Clinica was the clear winner for this week to me. Um, but I think Lily could have won the first week. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Lily should have been in the top every other week. Mm. Fair. bias. I think, I think Lily could have reasonably been in the top. I think a lot of people could have reasonably been in the top this episode. Yeah. Watching it back, I honestly feel like I could have been in the top. Yeah. Like it, if the story had been like, oh, wow, look at, you know, she was picked last. She really got in her head about that. But then she turned around and wrote the whole script for her team. And then they won the challenge. Yeah. And I also thought my look was amazing. So I, I kind of struggle, to be honest, watching the top two get praised so much in it when I know that I put so much work into that particular puppet show. But it is what it is. Well, that's why you got to win. I know. Challenge. You got to do better. That way you can pick the team. So ne- you can manage. Next time. Next time. I get yeah. the chance. <laughs> um, yeah. What Was there anything else from this episode that stuck out to you? Did we talk about y'all winning the candle? Yes, we did. <laughs> Are you getting delusional already? Yes. No, not delusional. Delirious. I loved the credits, though, when Maddie was like, it's chocolate. Oh, yeah. The credits were great. <laughs> yeah. Maddie is so funny. I'm, I'm so glad she was in the episode. Also, the Ruthie... Uh, talking about how her and Ranger Danger had been scissoring down there, but her back started hurting. In that clip, you actually get to see Bailey, who is the person who's behind the camera pretty much all the time, and we loved her. I might have creeped on Bailey's Facebook a little (gasps) bit this week because one of the sugar bakers tagged her in something. I'm friends with both the sugar bakers on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bailey makes great videos, too, so make sure you go subscribe to her channel. Go support her. She's really, really cool, and she is what is making this whole thing happen. She's so cute. She is cute. She would always show up in the cutest little outfits and was like, I'm going to be around a bunch of drag queens, but I'm going to look better than them. Um, Yeah. I Okay, so something we have not really talked about, I realized, was, like, what are you thinking so far? Is there anyone that you feel is definitely going to be in the top? Like, who, who is your winner? What are you thinking? I mean, clearly, Clinica is going home next. Mm-hmm. You're done. Um, I think obviously Clinica is going to be in the top three. I also like 
I feel like Lily has what it takes to get there, and I feel like Lily deserves to be there, but the way she's been overlooked routinely mm-hmm. worries me about her getting there. Yeah. That's fair. Um, And, I mean, other than that, this is a strong cast. It's I could very see literally, like, like, any of y'all in the top. Honestly. No, no, I would agree. Like, especially watching it back, I... I was so in my head the whole time, but I, it's just hard because like at this point, what, this was challenge three and you've only got two winners. Mm hmm. Like, okay. So that makes Clinica a clear front runner. Yeah. Cause they have two wins now. Hillary has a win. Hillary's not that far ahead of anybody. Right. So it's just like Clinica's way up there by themselves. Then there's Hillary basically in the middle of the pack kind of because you have clinica hillary everybody Everybody else (laughs) yeah we still have a long way to go so it'll be interesting to see how things pan out um i i know for me at at this particular point in the competition i was very intimidated i mean by clinica especially um and i i also was pretty nervous around coleslaw like coleslaw I, I felt disgusting. Was very, very strong. I was like, Oh, she's going to, she's definitely going to be on the top. So, um, my, my mind was all over the place. Not really knowing. I really don't know. Happen. Like, I really don't know. Right. It's a great, and cast. like I had like predictions at the beginning of the season and now those production predictions have gone to shit because like, I don't fucking know. Yep. I same. And I guess next time we will talk about other things, but we'll also talk about the episode four of Camp Wanakiki, so make sure y'all keep listening to Flapping and Fawning. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye Ta-ta.